0: hello everybody welcome to the front office you podcast my name is ryan carney i will be hosting today's front office you friday podcast we have another very special guest Joining the show today, it is Nick Rapoon, the director of communications at Augustana University in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Nick, super, super excited for you to be joining the show. Uh, The two of us got the pleasure of working together at Colgate last season uh, with the women's hockey program. And now, as mentioned earlier, you're at Augustana University working with the newly Division One Ready men's hockey program there. Super excited to get into that. But first of all, Nick, welcome onto the show. And to get us started, I want you to tell us a little bit about your background. What were some of your early experiences in sports um, that contributed to you uh, ultimately getting to Augustana? But early on in your life, who were some people, impactful people in your family and your involvement in sports that kind of got you going?
1: Wow, that's uh, I'm I'm very happy to be on here. Connect with my old former hotel roommate here. Yes, absolutely. Uh, good memories last year. Yeah. Uh, just right off the cuff, my uh, my parents, very impactful people. Uh, it's probably the cliche answer, but it's true. Uh, Dad got me into hockey when I was younger. Yeah, he never played hockey, played roller hockey. He's not that great at it, though, but got me into it. And uh, they kind of led me to where I am today. They're always people I always call uh, whenever I have questions. Uh, we'll get into it later. But like when my decision to go to Augustana, my decision to go to Colgate, I always talk to them a little bit and like kind of got their thoughts on it. Uh, another person is my uh, brother and sister, too. My brother and me played hockey our entire life together. Uh, he's a lot better than me, but uh, he's he's uh, he'll, he'll shoot it to you straight. Uh, you know, he won't give you the rundown on a lot of things. Uh, he'll go right to the straight answer. So I would say those are the four most impactful people growing up. That is uh, there's been a couple people in my career that are really impactful, too. But I'll mention that later on when we get to those.
0: Yeah, absolutely uh no doubt about that uh, appreciate you touching on that I uh, got the pleasure of meeting your brother last year uh after the season as well so I uh, got some more familiarity with the Rapun family that you were able to, to hit on there um but yeah as you said obviously that uh, you know sets a really big tone for uh what is kind of to come for you you know ultimately going to northern Michigan University uh and then you know into your career after that so uh for you before getting there uh, what were some of those kind of key events for you in terms of your decision to choose Northern Michigan. Uh, I know you had a handful of uh, different jobs, uh, you know, even outside of sports. Uh, you know, in in some of that time. But uh, prior to getting there, like, what were some of the influential factors for you uh, in your selection process? You know, ultimately landing with uh, with NMU.
1: Uh, so I guess right from the start, I grew up playing hockey, so that was kind of impactful. I wanted to go to a school that had hockey uh just because I wanted to watch games you know I'm not I wasn't really the person that watched college football on Saturdays that's changed now uh but I I was my determining factor when it came to northern was I wanted to find a good hockey school something that would be entertaining to watch on the Friday Saturdays potentially work my way into working and helping with the team uh I actually I visited a couple different schools so I visited uh Ferris which is my parents alma mater Uh, that was, it was between Northern and Ferris actually, uh, visited SVSU, which is Saginaw Valley, right? My hometown looked into a couple other schools, central Michigan, a couple of those other ones, not really hockey schools, but you know, close by home. Yeah. I I didn't know if I wanted to leave home immediately. Uh, I was kind of a homebody growing up, but, uh, my senior year of high school, I visited, uh, Northern Michigan in January. So I went at the worst time possible to go to Northern Michigan Mm -hmm. when it's, like I don't know, 10, 12 feet of snow piled up three stories high, like my freshman year. Uh and so I I went at the worst part. So I knew what I'd be getting myself into. Uh and then after that I went and visited Ferris, you know, went to SVC right after that. And it came to summer and I was like, I just don't know if I wanted to move, like move away. I didn't know what what I wanted to go into. Knew I wanted to do sports, but I didn't know what kind of sports I wanted to get into, if it was marketing. Public relations, couple hours stuff, and so I ended up taking my first uh, part of my freshman year, the first semester, and I went to a community college, saved some money, I uh, got some basic gen eds out of the way, and it was during uh, like October, November time, and I went up to Northern one more time to go visit an old friend, uh, and I. Immediately fell in love with it. October is a really good time to go to Northern Michigan. Really good fall colors, and I think that that sold me on uh going up there. And I was like, I I can't spend another semester here at the community college. Like I need to spread my wings, get out there. So I uh, I made the six hour trip up uh in January, moved myself in with my parents, and they dropped me off, said, "See you later. Uh, we'll see you at the end of the year because we're not coming up in the winter time," mm-hmm. and. Uh, it was a really good decision for me to pick Nmu. Uh, Nmu itself, wonderful school. Uh, it's about four thousand students, four or five thousand students. Uh, it's in Marquette, Michigan, so nestled in right on Lake Superior there, which was a great experience. Being able to go into one of the Great Lakes uh, every day after class, whenever you wanted to, and I I knew that they had the majors that I wanted. I still didn't know if I wanted to go what career field I wanted to go into. And so I sat down with an administrator and I was like, this is what my plans are. I know I want to work in sports. What are the options? And she laid out six different options in front of me and public relations really uh really spoke to me on that one and uh I noticed that I could make an impact maybe not, you know, kind of behind the scenes vibes a little bit. Uh, working in sports and so I, I kind of went the sports public relations route which I was one of the last people to graduate with sports public relations at Northern because now it's just a normal generic public relations degree and so it was really cool I had a really good professor there too so that made it very very easy and I would never change my decision I'm not going to Northern
0: yeah, that's, uh, that's awesome to hear. It's funny to kind of hear that full circle, like initially visiting there, you know, in the peak of winter, getting the authentic experience one way or another of what it could be like at Northern Michigan and then going back a second time. And like you said, uh, you know, knowing it was kind of the right fit for you, um, you know, in terms of a, of a school fit and, and like you said, maybe a smaller school, but having that division one hockey was obviously something that was really appealing to you uh, to be able to, you know, at least be, have that exposed to you, um, you know, during your time uh, in college as well. So- So, uh, in terms of the work side, you did kind of hit on, you know, some of the experience you got in public relations and on the comm side, were there other areas of sports you also considered kind of getting into in terms of a career or was athletic communication, something that once you got exposed to it, you knew that it was the right fit for you.
1: Uh, so when I started out, so I went to a PRSSA meeting my sophomore year of college, maybe junior year, and I think it was junior year. And I, you know, it was like the first couple of weeks, I was like, oh, maybe I'll go generic route public relations. Maybe I'll go work for a marketing firm or a communications firm. And one of my former bosses, Catherine, who I owe a lot to, she's at Notre Dame right now as the media relations contact for their hockey team. Uh, She came into the, came into the, uh, the uh, classroom and gave a whole spiel on it, uh, athletic communications and what it is, what it, what it means. And I knew immediately that that's exactly what I'm looking for. It kind of like, uh, I was like, I get to work in sports, but I also get to, you know, work a little bit on the public relations side. So like those two coming together, it was like a perfect fit. It seemed like a perfect fit, get to work with the media. So I get to meet media people and, uh, also stay around, you know, sports. Uh, so I owe a lot to her. And I think with, uh, at Northern, uh, the communications department, there staffs helps staff the, uh, Marketing side of it and promotional side. So, my first year, I got the uh, chance to run social media. I got the chance to run promotions. I got the chance to uh, put a stat input and write stories. And uh, so, I got a little piece of everything. And it was beginning of my senior year of college where I was like, I want to maybe go more towards the writing side of it, the media relations portion, not the promotional side. And so, Noah. And Catherine Noah is my, my other boss that was at Northern that I owe a lot to. And I'll touch a little bit on that. Uh, they, I, I mentioned to him, I was like this, I, I want to do communications. I don't want to do the promotional side. I don't want to be the person throwing out t-shirts and helping be an in-game arena host. I want to be the person sitting down at a laptop, helping run the social media, helping push out stories at the end of the game, running around, grabbing players and coaches for media pressers and, uh, and I, it's a thrill to say the least. It's, it's a lot of work. Uh, I might lose hair of, over it in about 15 years, but <laughs> it's uh, it's an absolute thrill to say the least.
0: Yeah, I, I love hearing about that variety of experience. Uh and and you hit on some of your key, you know, mentors when you were at northern Michigan, you know, a little bit smaller school, but maybe a little bit more of an opportunity to make an impact, uh, you know, given that context as well. So what impact did some of those mentors, your former bosses at northern Michigan, have on you to set you up for success once you were ready to graduate from and uh from northern Michigan?
1: So uh one big thing is uh so like about November through January of my senior year, Noah got a job at Spalding University, down in uh, Kentucky, and so he was leaving. And then Catherine got a job at Vanderbilt, all in that same time period, time frame. And Noah was out in November, but he kind of gave me the, kind of gave me the spiel like, this is what it's going to be. You're going to have a lot more responsibility, like, class comes first, stuff like that. But like, we're gonna, Catherine's gonna lean on you a little bit to to help take that impact off of her and take off some of that workload. And then uh, when I found out that Catherine was leaving, uh, they, they gave me and a few other people, a few of my other coworkers, we were able to take over sport responsibilities. So I was able to uh, take over as the primary contact for our swim and dive program, which had a national championship swimmer by the end of the year. And then I was also like a secondary contact for our men's basketball team. And then I also got to work a little bit with the hockey or women's basketball team. I'm sorry. And then also do a little bit of work with the men's hockey team. And I think that right there is what helped me help prepare me for, for this career field. Cause I was juggling. Cause I mean, this career field, you're juggling a lot of hats, you're juggling, you got your hands in a lot of things. And so uh, having the class work while also have, trying to have a social life, but also prep myself for that post-graduation job. Uh, it, I, I, it it meant a lot to have that responsibility and uh it was a good experience to put me in that position for when i graduated
0: yeah, that's a, that's a really good lesson uh, that you are able to share there. Always a big theme we like to hit on on this podcast is what experience you're able to get outside of the classroom and, you know, kind of just being thrown in the fire, so to speak, in a lot of ways, working sports that maybe you didn't have as much knowledge or in-depth background in, but you're willing to say, hey, I can kind of jump in here and make an impact. And uh, that really leads in well to, you know, what we're going to kind of get into here as it relates to getting to Colgate, you know, finding that job for you after Northern Michigan left. And I think maybe something for me that I found really interesting, you know, working alongside you last year at Colgate is how many different sports that you work. And, uh, it can be easy to just think like, Oh, this person, they only have, you know, one team to kind of follow, but that's obviously not the case. You're, you're following, you know, different events around the country, uh, for the same school, but in very different areas, uh, of what could possibly be going on. So, uh, I think that that's, uh, that's a really interesting one that, you know, maybe some people out there that are interested in the communications field may not know about, uh, how it can work at many different universities, uh, in, in, college athletics. So I really like that you hit on that next. So let's kind of hit on that here in terms of, you know, getting connected for you at Colgate, what was that transition process like for you, um, uh, you know, from finally graduating from Northern Michigan to, you know, making a big move across the country from, uh, you know, the upper peninsula in Michigan, all the way out to upstate New York for Colgate.
1: So, uh, it's a good point. You brought that up about juggling different sports. Cause I'll, I'll get into that. My first big experience at Colgate once I got there. Yeah. Uh, in that transition but I uh, it came around in January my senior year Noah was gone but Noah's boss at the current time at uh at his school uh he used to work at Colgate and I uh, used to run the department there and he found out that I was looking for a job uh, I was like I want to have something lined up for when I graduate I don't want to be I don't want to wait the whole summer trying to find a job because I I was in a I'm I'm now married to my long my, was my long distance girlfriend. We're now married, but she was going to make the move with me. And so I didn't want to have her, you know, think we're running around with a, a chicken with her head cut off, trying to figure out where we're going to live. Cause we graduated and she would have to go back to Wisconsin. I go back to Michigan. And then we'd have to figure out where we want to move to after that. And we don't really want to do that. So in that January time period, I was reaching out to Noah. I was like, Hey, like, if you hear anything? Please let me know. Like, I'm looking, I'm willing to look for a, you know, GA role or just like an, a 10 month role or, and so he mentioned that I was looking and, uh, they, the, his old, his boss got in contact with Jordan, who is the, uh, director of communications at Colgate. And from January through June, Jordan and I were, we're interacting about once a month, just like I was sending them updates. So, like I, I initially reached out. I said, hey, like I hear you have a 10-month position. Uh, I'm very interested. Is there like this is what I this is what I'm doing currently, like and I'm still growing a little bit. And, uh, you know, I might be a little bit of a project when I get there. But uh, so we, from January through graduation, uh, we interacted a few times a month. Uh, send them updates and stuff and then it came to interview time and uh, you know you never know I mean you could be in contact with someone for a few months and you don't get the job because there's a, someone with a better fit and so I went through the, the interview process Uh, it was very enjoyable The really good staff at Colgate a really good athletic department and so I uh, went through that and I was kind of anxious. It was the last week of school. I was probably for exams. I was like, I don't know where I'm going to be. Like, I really want to know, uh, I'm applying for GA roles. I'm hearing back for those, but I don't know if I want to, you know, chase my master's right now. And, and then I got the call from Jordan offering me the job. And he was like, he's like, you know, this is the pay, but you know, I was like, there's not really much of a moving cost there. Cause it's a 10 month role. It's not full time. Um, uh, and I would, I accepted it immediately. I didn't have to think about it or anything, uh, hoping I talked about it, that if I were to get the job offer, that we were going to make the move. Uh, she's a nurse, so she's able to find a job pretty much wherever we go, which is really nice, uh, really really flexibility for this career field that, that I'm in. And so a uh, transition into Colgate, uh, got there in August. Uh, that first week there, I made it a mission to meet every coach that I'd be working with. Uh, when I got there, you know, 10 month role, I can only work about 30 hours a week. Uh, basically, I guess it's, it's, it's a GA role without chasing a master's. So you get a little bit more pay, but you don't get to chase a master's with it. So, uh, there's two routes. You can take the GA route, which is getting a master's covering sports. And by the end of the two years, you get your master's, or you can take the route that I took, which is a 10 month contract, you know, uh, no masters, more pay good experience. And so I guess that's a little off track, but you know, we'll, we'll get back on track here. Uh, uh, so that first week I made a mission to meet every coach and I covered six sports. I think it was uh cross country track and field, soccer, rowing, hockey, and tennis men's and women's tennis. So there was, it was, that was the eye opener. Like, Hey, like this is a lot, like it's a lot of sports. Like it's like, uh, and you know, I was okay with it. Uh, uh, I was blessed to only have that many sports. Cause there's some D2 division three departments that it's one person covering 18 to 22 schools. Like I was lucky enough to be in a department with three full-time people and me and each person got about six, seven sports, which made it, you know, it still feels like a lot, but when you you look at the grand scheme of it and you talk to people in your field and they're covering eight sports at one day and it's like, wow, like I'm kind of blessed right now. But uh, yeah, to touch on that point, like, like we'd be on road trips and uh, I'd be covering hockey, soccer's away that day. Tennis is doing a fall regional or a fall ITA tournament. And then, you know, cross country's running that sports going on at once. So you got to juggle and, get your, uh, you know, like I said, get your hand in every, and every hat. So, uh, it was an eye-opening experience, a good experience. It's something to know going in this career field that you're going to be covering a lot of sports. You're not covering one single sport, even at the power five level. Uh, there are some people that are covering two, three sports. It's just a matter of how it's staffed in this career field, but it makes it entertaining because every day is different. You know, you're not having the same, the same job every day it's, you know, you get a win today, you get a win tomorrow, you lose the next day, you know, (laughs) you're writing two good recaps and the next day you're, you're trying to spice up the recap to make it sound like it was a good game, but, you know, trying to get a positive spin on it. So uh, I think, I think I touched on some of the things, but I kind of,
0: No, I think that, Mm -hmm. uh, that you really did hit on a lot of good topics. I mean, you started by talking about how the decision-making process kind of happened for you as a hit Colgate and looking around. And I feel like there were so many relatable moments where you're just kind of weighing your options. Like, Oh, wow. I mean, people in my spot, they could look for the master's route. They could look for, uh, the route, which you ended up going with with the contract situation. And, uh, I just thought that you outlined really well, how, you know, the importance of weighing your different options, um, that you have when, you know, you're in that last week and you're like, gosh, I don't know where things are going to come up I think that's such a relatable moment um, that a lot of people have during you know different points of their senior year Uh, and then I think the other point I wanted to you know re kind of discuss is how you saw Colgate really as just an opportunity like you said like in an ideal world yeah you'd be already working for a professional team and getting a full time salary and all that but that wasn't always reality for you when you're still just coming you know right out of college so to have an opportunity to go to Colgate and be you know with your fiance at the time and she can move because of, uh, you know, her situation working in the hospital, like you just kind of saw that as an opportunity and you're like, look, let me kind of take it on. And even, you know, when you got to Colgate seeing, okay, yeah, my hours are a little limited, but what impact can I make, you know, during those hours? So I'm the most efficient, uh, you know, with managing all these different sports. So I think that you did a really nice job, uh, on that part of it, Nick. And then, uh, as you kind of would reflect back on your time at Colgate in terms of, you know, how that opportunity kind of panned out, are there anything that you kind of look back on and you would say that you may be particularly either most proud of something that you did you know during uh you know your time at colgate or something that you say oh maybe maybe if i was in a similar situation again i would have approached it a little bit differently
1: yeah uh i guess one big thing is i one of my big goals was to give one of i guess the biggest goals in this career field is you know you're you're there to make sure the student athlete has one of the best experiences they can and sometimes you get, it can get in the way, having six sports, being able to make sure that every student under your sports is getting the best student athlete experience. And I, I struggled with that a little bit, getting at like going into Colgate, like, you know, like, am I giving too much attention to one sport and not enough the other? Am I like, what can I do differently that, you know, maybe, you know, to give them a good experience, but also like, do I equal it out and stuff like that. So that was something I struggled with a little bit. And I think I got better with throughout the year and looking back on it, I probably could have worked, you know, it, it's a learning experience, you know, like it, I, I struggled at times and uh, you know, I gave, sometimes I would give too much attention to one team and not enough to the other. Uh, But it, in the grand scheme, I think now moving into Augustana, I, I know what I can, what I know what, how much I can put out and I just got to make sure I can equally do that across my sports. And, you know, as a first year thing at Colgate, you know, and I'm learning, I'm learning at that point, you know, that's what that 10 month role is for is to learn. And uh I think in that 10 month role, I, I, I learned a lot. So uh, it was a good experience Uh and it to touched on it. You know, I did see you brought up the opportunity and uh I was fortunate, you know, to have the opportunity to chase a, to have a 10 month contract over a GA. A lot of people would rather chase a masters. Uh, because in this career field you used to have you used the you needed a master's when you were about 10, 15 years ago the, you know, you needed a master's for it. And I think uh with the demand of this career field, uh it's kind of shifted a little bit where you can start offering those 10 month roles and it's easier to get those 10 month roles and Uh, one day I'll chase my master's. I just wasn't ready for it. And I'm thankful that Colgate gave me the opportunity to, you know, get my, as much experience as possible and not have to worry about getting an education, you know? Uh, I guess, I don't know how that sounds, but, uh, it's, you know, it's give and take, you know? Uh, I guess, yeah, that's just a great opportunity that was given by Colgate and I'm very thankful for it, to say the least.
0: No doubt. I think it's really cool to hear like how your preferences kind of align up because, you know, not everybody's are obviously the same and what they're seeking and, you know, to start off their career. So uh, I appreciate you doing that. And you kind of hit on it there too, Nick. Let's dive into now transitioning to Augustana. You know, you kind of saw the finish line a little bit in in your time at Colgate, knowing, you know, what you were kind of getting into with the 10 month contract, a lot of uncertainty uh, in terms of how things would unfold this summer for you, including your wedding going on in the middle of all that, (laughs) not to mention. Uh, but it did obviously end up working out for you big time, you know, getting to a spot that is starting up a division one hockey team. We talked about opportunity. There's a big one ahead for you here at Augustana, uh, you know, with everything going on and and the excitement there, but let's talk about your role specifically as it relates to, you know, your impact, um, you know, at Augustana in your role now as director of communications, what are some of those kind of key responsibilities that you've already kind of taken on, uh, you know, having just started off, uh, you know, at the start of the school year here
1: yeah so i guess i'll transition a little bit back to that to that colgate leading up to that end of that 10 months where i was offered another 10 months uh and i knew that i wanted to have a full-time job i wanted i wanted to have benefits i was getting married you know yeah. parents aren't going to be paying for a lot of things you know they would be like hey you're an adult now let's <laughs> let's move on kid and so i knew that i wanted a full-time role somewhere and uh i was being a little picky i there's a lot of job openings in the summer in this career field. Uh, there's a lot of turnover. Uh, and so we, I I knew I could be picky at the start, uh, on what I wanted. I knew I wanted to work for a hockey team. Uh, I didn't care if it was women's or men's. I knew I wanted to work for work with a hockey team. And so, uh, throughout the summer, you know, leading up, I was applying for jobs, had some interviews, uh, had some really good interviews, some really good interactions, met some really great departments and it got to the point where I was about a m- month out from my wedding. Uh, so about a month before the end of June, I guess a month before that is July, right? Yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. So it was, uh, right after 4th of July that, uh, Ryan shot me a call. Ryan's my my now boss at Augustana and, uh, uh, he said, I was reached out to by Megan, who was a former boss, a former boss of mine at Northern. She took over for Catherine and uh, he, she, he, he was like, you sound like you are, are exactly what we're looking for. They knew they wanted someone that worked in hockey, someone that worked in athletic, athletic communications department, but also knew the game of hockey. Uh, I went in, cause this, the athletic communications department, Uh, when you start a hockey team you need a little you need a little bit of knowledge in that office and uh, I think Ryan's a baseball guy so uh, he knew he wanted to find someone that would could primarily focus on hockey and so uh, we had a few really good interactions and uh, it got to the point where I was like hey like you know like interviews coming up like I just want to let you know I'm going to get married I'm going on a honeymoon like I'm not I'm not going to be available for interviews or phone calls. Like I just want to put that out there ahead of time to make sure like that's okay with you. And I think there, I think it meant something to be that transparent about it. I was like, Hey, I really want this job, but, and I know you're trying to hire someone as soon as possible, but like for the next 14 days, I'm not going to be reachable. Like, but I think being open and honest about that, I think Ryan really appreciated that. And, um, you know, I'd be at a couple, we had, like I said, really good phone calls. And so he was willing to wait and got back. And it was right before my wedding, right, right before I left my wedding, I did my interview and, you know, I went 14 days without finding out if I was going to get the job or not, you know, like uh, I was told initially on my interview that he was going to fly me out, that uh, they see me as a really good candidate and they want to fly me out. And we'll do that after my wedding, after my honeymoon. But you know, during that time, you're like, what if they find someone in that 14 day period? Like, right. like, I just want to be like, open and honest. Like I was I just wanted to put it out there. But I was a little worrisome. But Ryan's a really, really good boss and a really good person to work for. And he was very open. And I uh, got back from my honeymoon. Uh, two days later, I turned around and flew out to Sioux Falls, did a in person interview, and then got hired on the spot. So Uh, It was a really good experience. Uh, I met, uh, on my interview, I met literally everyone in the athletic department. Everyone's super nice and very open. So um, it was a really good experience. So uh, transitioning, went back home, started packing up, started packing the entire house up, calling moving companies, getting all that situated, moved into, you know, moved out to Sioux Falls, found a spot. Uh, you know, I was we' were living on um, living like uh, lawn chairs for about a month until our stuff could get there. But I transitioned directly into uh like really got into Sioux Falls two days later. I started my job and uh it was a really good first week. Uh, everyone is very uh hands- on and like super open and super friendly, and it made it's a very great department. We're a department of, I believe fifteen people administration, fifteen people, and there's about five senior administration. Uh, and everyone has a say it's, uh, there's, it's, everyone's got an opinion and it's all valued. And so I knew that's exactly what I wanted and that made it very enjoyable. And it has been a very enjoyable experience. Uh, worked there for about two weeks and then Andy, our assistant director started up and so did Kip, our video guy, uh, two really great people. Uh, Andy came, he did a two-year stint plus one at SMSU, and Kip just graduated from Winona State. So they both worked in the NSIC, which is what Augustana plays in for a majority of their Division II sports. And uh, we have a really good department. I would say <laughs> I would say that uh, might be a little biased there, but we have a really <laughs> good department. We're all very, very energetic, ready to go. Uh, and so the the transition to Augustana has been extremely. Good. I, I I guess I don't know how to put it in words, how yeah. how appreciative of I am of that of the department I work in. And so, you know, it as it comes up, you know, uh, you know, I've been here for about a month and a half now, and hockey season's about three weeks away. Uh, we open up at Wisconsin. So uh it's a lot of hands-on stuff right now. So initially I there's a lot of things you need to check off the list for a hockey season, uh, especially as a uh, media relations contact uh, and communications person. First one was line charts. Uh, You don't see them. They're not that public eye. They're not to the public eye that often, but they're right behind the bench for the coaches to see Uh, sometimes get posted on Twitter or now what it's called X. And so uh, I, that was one of my first things was I got to make a line chart. Uh, You know, it's a, I looked at this experience as it's an open plate, you know, like it's an open canvas. Like, nothing's ever been done before so it's not like there's a right there's not a wrong there's not a certain image we're looking for like it's a brand new canvas that we get to paint ourselves and so I kind of got free reign on what the line charts would look like I took a couple examples from you know UMass Michigan Colgate uh, and a couple other schools Mercyhurst and I combined them all into one and I I bias. I think we have one of the best looking line charts that the public oh. has not seen yet. I just want to put it out there. So uh, it's really sharp looking. But so that, you know, we're checked off one box, moved on. Now we're we worked on game notes. Uh, it's a little weird putting game notes together and not having the last time it happened or yeah. uh, career records. It's like there, it's missing a couple pages. It's a little <laughs> weird at the front. Little um, light. When you're yeah, when you're looking through it, it looks a little light, but you know, it's something that we're gonna grow throughout the year. So I got to design that again from scratch, took some ideas from Notre Dame and Mercier's combined those two, put my own spin on it. And so uh yeah, that that those are gonna look sharp too. Another biased out, outlook on me, <laughs> but uh I'm very proud of them to say the least. So those are like two things that like you don't think about. Totally. Like uh, stuff that you put together, it takes it took me a week to put both those things together because you want to make sure it looks, it looks, it's readable. It's, it looks good on the public eye. It looks good on the the front of it. You know, that's easy to read for the media. And so we checked off two boxes already. And then the next third box is what, what are we trying to accomplish on social media? What are we, what's the image we're looking for? What's the consistent brand we want? And, um, I think we're still learning, uh, what we want. We're trying to figure out what works, what doesn't, uh, what collaborations are working with certain people. Uh, you know, it's, it's a learning experience. It's a fun learning experience. Uh, some posts do really good. Some posts, not so much. Uh, and so uh, that's a learning experience. So checked off box three, trying to find that little half check mark, I guess we haven't truly figured out what we want yet. We're getting there. We're getting there, you know, uh, but pieces are coming together. It's, it's a lot of fun stuff putting together. Uh, We're going to pump out some really special things this year uh, for, for our, for, especially for hockey. Uh, You know, me and Kip are working together on a lot of things uh, trying to build up that image that brand and uh, go from there pretty much. So transition has been great. Uh, We're checking off boxes, Half checked off boxes. There's still boxes being added. Uh, another thing, uh, as a department, we're trying to figure out timing sheets. That's another thing you don't think about is what timing sheet, what's the design we want to look, what's down to the precise seconds, like what's happening at this time, what's happening at this time. And it's it's also different because we're, we're playing at two different venues this year. We're opening the first five games at the Denny Sanford Premier Center. Uh, we have a very heavy road schedule at the start of the year. But it's because we're building a brand new stadium, an on-campus arena, uh, which is pretty cool for first year program to, to have that in the first year. So uh so we're gonna play the first five games of the Denny and figuring out what's gonna work at the Denny and then what's gonna work at Midco, which is what we're opening up at the end of January against Ferris. So uh it's a lot of meetings. It's but they're all fun because everyone has their own opinion, their own their own input, and it's all being put together on a thing. I mean. Today, we were we're building out a music playlist for the arena. That's not something you think about doing, but we're trying to figure out what music do we want to play at the media timeout. What do we want to play at this point? What do we want to play at that point? So, uh, you know, that's the fun part of being a first year team. Uh, you know, like I said, there's nothing ever been done before, so we can't do anything wrong. So we're sure. gonna
0: learn. And that's the fun part. It'll be the so. best uh, that they've ever had. You can say that for sure. <laughs> but no, I I loved hearing you talk about that, Nick. I mean, so much game operations goes into it too. Maybe you wouldn't inherently think about the timing sheets and the lineup charts. But you're right; those are big parts of uh, of that role in the communication space. So um, I'm super excited to to see everything come out on uh, on Twitter. Looking look forward to the line charts there, the design. It's been hyped <laughs> up, so. Uh, we'll, well, you give us a little teaser out there as well, Nick. So I'm really glad you're able to kind of get into that, but we're wrapping up towards the end of our podcast here. At this point, we got to enter what we call our flash Friday segment. So Nick, we got to put you on the hot seat. We got to ask you some questions away from the hockey rink. Uh, yeah, I know you got a couple of hockey rinks this year as you kind of outlined, but away from both of them. And All right. we're going to take some steps back. And and find out a little bit more about your personality uh, away from uh, from the computer, uh, so to speak. So the first one for me, going back to your time a little bit at Northern Michigan, you hit on this right off the lake in uh, in Lake Superior. What is your favorite lake activity uh, to to do when uh, when you're having a lake day?
1: Uh, I'm a big tuber. I love going okay. on, on the tubes on the speedboats. Uh, that or a jet ski. I had jet skis growing up, so uh those are so much fun let me tell you you just get out there start ripping them up hit the waves so uh it yeah that jets can
0: combine them both and we got the best of both worlds so i love that love that answer tubing you haven't lived if you haven't yeah gone tubing and just intentionally just decided to fly off into the water yeah yeah, yeah exactly always a big highlight getting, for uh for, for me out there. your dad so <laughs> Got a lot of those in the, uh, in the UP. So I had to hit on that one first. And then last one for me, what is your all-time favorite video game? I know the two of us were both gamers. We, you mentioned earlier, we're former roommates uh, for, for a year on the road. We, we had many conversations about, about the gaming community, all-time favorite video game. What do you got, Nick? Oh, you're
1: let's do so sports. It's NCAA college 14. Uh, I love Easy, ripping buddy. up. I love <laughs> ripping up college football on there. Uh, but. uh actual game assassin's creed three it's the revolutionary war one it's an absolute gem i think it came out in like 2013 2014 throwback i still think about it sometimes you know <laughs> back in the day back in the day how sweet that game was so back in saginaw back in saginaw i'm like oh I remember those nights man where i was just ripping up the assassin's creed so i would say that would probably be one of the top dogs right there that's awesome
0: i love it great answers and uh you've been a great guest uh on the podcast nick great to reconnect with you and uh and get you on the podcast we were talking before we started recording long time coming i think i i proposed this idea for you like before we even started working together at colgate so to see everything come to fruition for you in a full-time role in communications at augustana d1 hockey on the way uh doesn't get much better than that so you've been a great guest before we wrap up though last thing i have for you nick what would you recommend to anybody out there who may want to reach out to you continue the conversation ask a couple of follow-up questions maybe someone interested in getting into the communications field themselves how would you recommend they get in contact with you
1: uh twitter slash x whatever people call it Uh, i still call it twitter i'll always call it twitter uh i think my name is nick rapoon uh on it let me let me double check here
0: uh (laughs) i'll throw it in the uh in the description of the podcast yeah okay uh,
1: okay yeah it's it's nick rapoon and then also on linkedin uh I think I have a pretty cool LinkedIn uh, profile. So you might have to take a look at that. But I think it's Nick, it's Nick Nick Rapoon on there too. Uh N-I-C-K-R-A-P-P-U-H-N. Uh that's probably the best two methods. If not, email. I'm on the staff directory on Augustana. You can just always reach out to my email. Uh, I still I religiously live by that email. So yeah. always checking it. Uh central part of your job to say the least. Yeah, right. Just a little <laughs> bit, just a little bit. But yeah, I guess those are the best three ways to contact me. I'm always open to talking about this. Uh, One big thing, just if you're planning on getting into this, just reach out. Like if you're a student, if you're a student at a school, every school has an athletic athletic communications department. They're all just look at the staff directory on your athletics page. And I I am almost a thousand percent sure that they are looking for help and that they are willing to be – lend an ear or help you get a learning experience in this and help you grow a career career in this. Uh everyone I've met in my career field is extremely welcoming and extremely willing to to keep building uh our workforce up. I mean, no one's gonna put you down. Uh they're gonna help you find opportunities. They're I mean, reach, I mean, I'll just put it out, there. I mean, when I was looking for a job, I was reaching out and they're always on, the, like, everyone's trying to help you get, like, everyone's trying to help you find a job. Let's just say that. So, uh, everyone's super welcoming and enjoying. So, I would reach out to anyone in the athletic communications department. And then, if you have any other questions, just contact me, say the least.
0: So Awesome. No doubt. Yeah. People uh, love to pay it forward in sports. Uh, It's a big, big theme on not only this podcast, but the sports industry as a whole. I mean, that's a big reason we we wanted to start it is just to continue with that theme of helping out other people. So uh, be proactive. As Nick said, great advice. I'll throw all of those ways to get in contact with Nick in the description of this podcast. As I mentioned, definitely be sure to, uh, to follow up with Nick. If you enjoyed this podcast, you obviously made it all the way through. So we appreciate that. We will be back again next week with another front office, you Friday podcast, but for now we will Peace off for the time being. Have a good rest of your day, everybody.